Hello and welcome to episode 58 of Behind the Journey. This is the show myself and Sam Spencer discuss all the things that have gone on my business journey. And today we discuss what you should do with your marketing spend and what the real story is with house party. I'm at my prime. Hey, hey, I'm at my prime. Whoa. Said I'm at my prime. So um, last week, obviously, I was speaking by myself. I built this little podcast set up. I tried to make it all nice and dandy with perfect audio quality, etc. And it, it, I think it came out quite well. Um, but I, think, I, I, I think you did a good job for your first attempt, to be honest. Thanks, mate. It took me a while. Actually, some real drama happened, which obviously no one could have seen, no one saw because it was just me in a room. But like things are falling over. I've got a scratch on my wall from where the microphone fell down, all sorts. Anyway. I, was, I remember that I was on my day off and I just got a call from Pete and I was like, I guarantee we can't like, sort out the podcast. It was this blue button. You press this blue button and it started working. But I didn't know you had to press the blue button. Anyway, the point was, I missed Sam. And I think Sam adds a lot of value to this podcast. So we pulled him back, um, which means the audio quality might not be as good as it normally is, but at least you get Sam. So you can decide in the future whether you want Sam or you'd rather have better quality from me. But I personally would rather have Sam. It's something we discussed, wasn't it? And I think that especially in the times people can forgive some of the quality and some of the finesse on things because we're not going to be able to achieve the same kind of results in our own homes. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, I'm running this off the, um, this camera is currently run off the MacBook, which is weird. I'm using my headphones, my, my AirPods. So things aren't great with terms of quality, but let's, you know, I got an email from someone who listened to the podcast uh, over the weekend that said, I'm really like massive props to you guys to still pumping out content during this hard time. Because he said, if it was me, I would quote unquote had stopped to protect the mothership. And I, and I get that. I understand the fact that, you know, a lot of people will be turning to protect their businesses during these times. Whereas me personally, I think that we have to continue with a business as usual standpoint as best we can, which means we keep producing the same level of content, if not more during these periods. We have to make sure that we allow our accounts team and our marketing team to, to keep having the resources to do what we do. And I truly believe that um, content like this from me and Sam matters more during these periods of time. Um, I believe that positivity creates more positivity and the messages that we put out on a regular basis is all about you know, positivity and, and pushing businesses forward. So you know, I'm always going to try and put out content no matter what disaster seems to be out the window we'll keep producing content and you know we're i don't know a week into maybe a week uh, 10 days into now lockdown i don't even know where we are um and yeah we're still producing content and, and it feels that like it's been ages if i'm enjoying it I, you know it sounds weird but i you know i've been speaking to a few people and they thought that i would hate it because i'm a bit of an extrovert but i'm really deep down i'm an introvert you know i don't particularly like people like <laughs> you know like i <laughs> don't that. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I'd rather sit at home in my boxes playing PS4 all day, if I'm being honest with you. Um, I'd rather sit in my four walls and, and get the job done than have to run around like a headless chicken, personally. But um, So it's kind, of, it's kind of a nice vibe for me to, just to be able to be in my own space and just be able to focus and come up with ideas. And, you know, we've, I've been able to just jot things down and write things down and speak to people about opportunities. And it, I've enjoyed it. I genuinely have enjoyed it. I've enjoyed the... It, the selfishness that, that lockdown creates, if I'm being honest with you, you know, you don't have to think about anyone else but yourself. Um, you know, you can, you do your runs when you want to do your runs, you eat when you want to eat, you play PS4 when you want to play PS4. You know, the, for me, the selfishness aspect that lockdown has brought has been quite, quite nice to think about yourself for once, if I'm being honest. It has, so, it has affected, kind of, it has affected me a little bit, the uh, selfishness of people at times. 
<laughs> obviously, yeah, I mean, Sam's obviously struggling with content. Yeah, I mean, I think I've put in four or five messages today, being like, "Guys, can you send me some content, please, today?" And fair play, you've sent yeah. me yours, but that's about of it. Of course, so man. You're always going to struggle with content during these times because you know, especially account managers, they've got a lot of shit on their plate right now. You know, especially with ads teams, they do. They, everyone's got a lot of shit on the plate. PR team is busier than it's ever been before. Um, because a lot of people want, you know, theory, um, opinions from their clients. And also the clients have got a bit more time to respond. So it, it, it's, it's a crazy, crazy period of time. And, you know, it has allowed me to think about, you know, battle plans and marketing spend. And, you know, I got off a call yesterday with a prospect. And that, that for me, myself, is, is a big deal. I mean, getting prospects and having meetings during this time is, is brilliant because it, it this is what marketing is about. And this is, I don't know how to say this in a, in a non-repetitive way, but if you have the money right now, you want to be spending it on marketing. You want to be. I mean, because when, you, when, when people have taken their money out of a market and you put your money into the market, your pound is worth more than the pound before. You know, because supply and demand is how these, these models work. So if you're getting you know, a click for a pound before, your click could now be 90p or whatever. Um, so it makes sense. So we've increased our marketing spend by 80 or 90 percent. Uh, we've, we've launched a new campaign, which went live yesterday. Um, and I'm utilizing some of the freed up resources we've got to make sure that, that campaign is a bigger success. So I'm all up for pushing now. I'm all up for if you're a brand, you know, invest now. It makes complete sense to me uh, in every single market. And anyway, back to the point, I was having a conversation with a prospect. And they said the same thing. They said, look, we want to be pushing forward because when this, when this ship sails, when this goes, which it, it can't last forever. So what everyone needs to understand, this is the thing that I had a conversation with, with a, another guy about an hour ago. This can't last forever. And I'll tell you the reason it can't last forever because the world is run on capitalism. Like it or not, the world is run on e-commerce and capitalism. People spending money in their coffee shop. That's how the world is run. If you take that away from a society for too long, more people will die from capitalism failing than any disease. I'll tell you that now. There will be homelessness fall through, through, through the roof. People will be able to afford to eat. The welfare state will fall over. The supply chains will go. No food will happen. It will fall on its face. So there's a, there's a point where any government will have to make the decision between the health from a disease and a virus with a 1% mortality rate versus the failure of a whole econom economy, economy, capitalism system. And that will happen. And you know, the rumor is three, three months is that point, you know? So, you know, when we go back, and I don't want to make this political now, but I want to, I'm on a bit of a spiel. When we go back to, uh, I think a month ago, you heard the conservatives talking about herd immunity, about creating, you know, um, people to, to be, to get the virus, recover from the virus, those that can, so people under the age of 60, and then they go back to work. They, they, they discussed that. They got a lot of criticism and it was very obvious to see that they changed their strategy or, should I say, it, they were perceived to have changed their strategy. I don't think they've changed their strategy. I think their strategy is still herd immunity. I'll tell you the reason why. Because they're waiting on tests to show you if you've had the virus or not. Right? There's no other tests in this. The only test they're pushing through is the, have you got the antibody test? Because if you have, you'll get a certificate that says, go back to work, go back to coffee shop, you're allowed out again. That is herd immunity. That's what that is standing for. But it's very, very bad for any government across the world to stand up and go, right, we're going to let you all get this. You're going to get a deadly virus. Unfortunately, 1% of you are going to die. Uh, but there's no other way around it. Look at the plague. Um, so 
that's what's happening. I believe the herd immunity is what's going to happen. So I think within three months, we'll be back to being out and about. There'll probably be some element of social distancing, but the economy will start moving again. And I think that these um, furloughs, which is going on currently where, you know, you get made basically redundant, but you're still paid sort of angle. The reason they're doing that is because if we had to make redundancies, you've got to then hire again to get the economy back to where it was. It slows down the, the recovery period. Whereas when you furlough, tomorrow you could be like, right, mate, I need you back. And your economy's back to where it used to be or was to be. Um, that's why they're doing the furlough scheme. So they can quickly get back to GDP and get back to growth. Whereas places like America, where there's 3 million unemployed right now, 3 million unemployed, to get back to the level of growth required there, you're going to have to go through job interviews. You're going to have to go through interview process. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's an interesting tack. I, I, I actually do believe in the government's plan for this. I think it, it makes a lot of sense. But I think there's been a lot of PR spinning to make it sound like a more of a, you know, we're trying to save the NHS, which actually, on another tangent that I'm going off on right now, back when the Conservative government came into power, you heard me and Sam talk about um, the Australian meme agency. They've brought the same agency back in to create the campaign because they believed at the beginning of this whole coronavirus thing, the messaging was wrong. They no one really knew what was going on, did they? No one really knew what was happening. I think Whereas everyone took it as a bit of a joke to start off with. Yeah, no one knew what was going on. But did you notice about two weeks ago, the stay inside, protect that NHS and save lives came out? That's the same agency that ran the campaign for the Conservatives and also the campaign for Vote Leave. Well, so I, don't, they, I don't know if you know this, but um, it was actually when you load up TikTok, it was an ad that TikTok show at the front page before anything else happens. And it was one of the health people like, like from the government that's saying like, protect the NHS, wash your hands and all that. Yeah, so that, that campaign was brought forward by this agency. And it's because when they did psychoanalysis before the campaign for the Conservative Party, they realised that the average person, if you asked us, uh, like 10 to 100 people, majority of them would say the most important thing about the British people is the NHS. So when they say protect the NHS, or when they say investment into the NHS, or when it was the Vote Leave campaign, which was we can spend £300 million a week into the NHS, this is because this is what the average person on the street cares about. So when you say protect, look after, we will save the NHS, it's actually a big message to say, actually, yeah, that is more important than me going outside for a fag break. It's because people see what other countries that don't have things like the NHS are suffering with. Like people look at places like America where their medical bills, if they get ill, some people just die because they can't afford it. Mm. So it's, it's, it's obviously like going to be Brit- something. It's like the most British thing, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it's yeah. like the most British thing you can do. So, but I, I don't know how I've got that tangent. Um, but... How on earth did I get on that? My point was, I had a prospect meeting. She wanted to spend more money on marketing. I said, great news. Because if you look at 2008, 2010 sort of angle, the brands that carried on spending popped out of it much faster. Now, what I mean is don't, you know, you have to be running your Legion ads, but run something. Because the brands that have recessed from their spend are now back of mind. Whereas if you're at the front, you're right at the front of mind. So when you start conversions again, you go through the roof. So I'm a big, big believer in spending money. Hence, we are doing so ourselves. Have you done um, that based that, on uh, looking at competitors or is it just your decision? Like, have competitors cut back or...? Well, definitely competitors have cut back. Some of my mates' agencies are bust. I mean, like, one of my friends has lost 80% of his business. He's fairloaded six of his staff. You know, he's on the phone crying to me. Like, it's bad. Like, agencies are getting battered right now, which, you know, thank, thank God, like, touch wood, we're in a decent position. We've taken a hit, don't get me wrong. Um, but this is why, you know, every now and again, I have like this serious conversation with the team. I'm like, look, we better fucking keep our eye on the prize here because 
my mates are basically falling on the wayside here. And I don't want to be putting anyone on furlough. I don't want to be, because the furlough will lead to redundancies. I mean, the best we could say is that you've got three months of cover, but reality is you're not going to be able to turn the ship around within three months. So it will probably lend, lead to redundancies. And I don't want to do that. So I'm trying to protect the ship as much as I can because I've seen people. I mean, the videos on LinkedIn, there's loads of videos on LinkedIn where people are literally like, you know, my business is gone. Like, it's gone. You know, and you can tell by the offers people are running, like, you know, get, get website design done today and pay it over 24 months, you know, um, don't pay for six months. People are like desperate. They just want to be working. They've got nothing. They're sat in the living room with their slippers on. Like, they ain't got a clue, you know, so I don't want that to happen. So um, I've seen people retracting and panicking. There's one. I've seen that we've got some capacity to do our own campaign properly because I've got, you know, 15% resources pretty much kicking about, which I can pull in on. So I've got the capacity and I've also got a marketing budget, you know, which um, I'm just increased. So as far as I'm concerned, you know, we've got all the, the plates ready to do a good campaign. So why wouldn't I do it? And, and what I, is, I what is the new I, campaign or is it under wraps? Yeah. So, no, it's fine. So we're, we're doing a campaign towards uh, the charity sector. We do a lot of work with charities. Um, so we're doing loads and loads of free information, guys. We're just giving people free information, free information, free information through the form of ads, eBooks, videos, loads of free info. Um, don't want to sell to them now. Not bothered about selling to them now. But when this thing blows over, they're going to be in our system, right? They're going to be in our system and be in our pipeline. So I predict what, three months it's things going to take, let's say. Three months time comes around. We're in their system. We're in their front of mind. You know, we can pick the phone up, offer some free advice, help them out. And we do great work with charities anyway. We do, we do a lot of work with charities. So that's the, the section we're going for in that area. So that's been, that's about an 80% increase of budget going towards that. We've, we're pulling back on podcast spend and putting it more into there. Um, then we've, we're also debating doing this webinar, which um, I spoke to Sam about earlier. I haven't spoken to anyone else about really, but I think that during these times where you have time to think, you also have time to, to innovate. And I think that that's the key thing is anything you've ever toyed with doing, debated, thought about for a 10 second period, this is your time to do it. Um, this is your time to get a camera and press record. It's your time to try that webinar you've always wanted to try. So I'm, I'm looking down my list of things I wanted to do and you know, webinars well in there. So let's, so let's start a webinar. Webinars are very, it's teaching people effectively, isn't it? What yeah. would be your like angle for your webinar? Like, is it going to be stuff that you talk about in like your talks, or is it going to be more deep dive? Is it going to be base level? I'm going to do a basically a talk. I'm going to do basically like an hour talk um, with some Q and A about you know what to do during this chaos, um, and then it's going to be a lot of free downloads and guides people can have as well, uh, and then you know free half an hour meeting or whatever on the back end of it. Um, I just I want to make sure new business is a myth right now. Really, I mean we've got three or four that are on the table, but really it's a myth. It's not happening. And it won't happen for three months, to be honest. We'll pick up, you know, if we can pick up kind of four clients, we will normally pick up about four clients a month as an agency, one a week. If we can pick up one a month, I'm happy. Um, if During this time, if I'm honest with you. Um, but, but if I can just continue with some activity, you know, if I can continue with some level of, of um, inbound, you know, even meetings and you know, just setting the, 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 the level playing field out there, it means the bounce will be, will be greater. And that's all I'm preparing for. You know, I'm not, well, luckily we're in a position as an agency where we've got good cash reserves so we can, we can gamble on things to see if they'll work. You know, I would hate to be an agency right now that hasn't got cash reserves because you can't think when you've got no money. I mean, it sounds bad, but 
if you're an agency and you've got payroll in the bank account right now, that's all you've got, payroll. I can guarantee that your client's not going to pay on time. It's not going to happen. You'll be, you'll be paid late, probably 30 to 60 days late because of the current circumstances. You're going to be paid late. You're going to have other spend to go on, your office, et cetera. You probably won't make payroll. Like genuinely probably won't make payroll. So we're in a position, luckily, where we've, we've, we planned this nine to 12 months ago so we can make payroll, you know, nine times over if we needed to and, and not really worry about it, um, even if clients were late on paying. Um, that doesn't mean we should be blase about it. You know, I'm still very much looking at the, the P&L and making sure we're profitable because, you know, there's no point running a, 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 a loss-making business. And then we, we'll, we'll use some cash to invest in areas we want to try out. And the best time to try these things out is, A, everyone's online right now. Everyone's at home. Everyone's got free time. So a webinar should boom right now. And B, the people are attracting marketing spends. So your pound should go further. So I'm, you know, I'm, just, I'm just trying lots of things. I'm, I am massively, massive, massive believer right now that, that tough times you know, make you or break you. And you can sit there and be on your knees and be broken by it. And unfortunately, some people really are broken by it. Or you can be made by this. How you react to the situation right now will tee you up for the next 10 years. And I know that we said on the first episode of 2020, we said, this is your decade. And we went on this massive rant. I remember doing it about this is your 10-year plan. What's your 10-year plan? This is your decade. Go get it. The reality is, yeah, that always was, it always was your decade. But this situation that's happened right now is probably going to wipe out 20% of businesses in the UK. Just gone. Zero. Nil. Uh, unfortunately, mate, the 20 years you put into your, into your business was a good graph, but unfortunately, you've now got zero. It's going to be making people a lot of, uh, a lot of people are going to go bankrupt. It's going to kind of crush a lot of people. If you were on the edge of business, like if you were, you know, just getting by, this will wipe you out. This, you're gone. So, so this is also for the opportunist, for the person that's planned and prepared and put that bit of cash aside for a rainy day this is your chance this is your chance because the bounce back from this is going to be monumental monumental and all the places that have now got holes in the economy you know where that accountancy used to have a thousand clients and now it's gone bust that's now an opportunity for the next accountant to come through that market agent has gone bust that had 58 clients well some, someone's going to want those clients and that our agency's now gone this is going to create a whole host of opportunities for the person that prepared and the, me, the reason I say this is because there's a story, and I, I, I'm not Christian at all, right? But it's a story in the Bible that says this. There were seven years of great success, right? Seven years of great success where people were partying, you know, they were eat, eating all their rice, spending all their money, you know, all this sort of crap, you know, they were spending their money. And there was one geezer that was laughed at because he was putting his money aside. He was putting his rice aside. He was, you know, he was building his own house rather than buying a mansion, la, 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 la. And those seven years of success turned to seven years of famine, right? And what happened? Everyone who wasn't prepared, everyone that spurged their money, came begging this guy. They came begging this guy for support. They came begging this guy for, uh, you know, can I have some money? Can I have whatever? Because the geezer prepared. He wasn't celebrating in, in, the, in, the dark, in the good times. He's preparing for the dark times. And the people that prepare for dark times and great times, they, they'll, they'll find the dark times easy. They'll find them easy. They'll be a walk in the park. And I feel that that's the situation that I'm in right now is I have no stress. I have an absolute, I'm more relaxed now, genuinely speaking, more relaxed now than I was before this happened. And I don't even know how it's a thing. I was saying to the day, I feel less stressed now. 
And I believe the reason that was is because I was making myself not stressed, don't be right, it's stressed, but like I was like trying to chase growth. I was like, let's grow, let's grow, let's buy this company, let's grow, let's go, let's buy this company. Whereas now I've gone, right, let's not grow. Let's not buy that. Let's relax. What's my stress? My stress now is that I, I, I coast it for three months. And, and when everyone else around you is completely utterly broken and you're able to coast, you aren't a stressed guy because we prepared for the dark times in the, in the good. And, you know, genuinely speaking to ever listen to this podcast, me and Brad could have taken four times our salary last year. Genuinely, we could have taken four times what we earned last year. But guess what that means now? I've got six times what I earned in the bank. Just sat there. So we are, we are so honestly, I can't describe to you how perfect times has come for us as an agency. I, it was the best plan and preparation I've ever done in my life. And now it's, 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 it's almost like, thank God I listened to my gut and thought there was a recession coming. But also, this is how I should do it. This is completely, utterly written in stone that in 10 years time, this shit will probably happen again. Um, and this is the rule book. This is the book I'm going for. So, you know, that, I, I'm, I, you know what? I, I don't want to sound like I'm up my own, up my own rear, but I want to tell you, I am proud of myself. Like genuinely speaking, like because it would have been easy to go out and buy a Porsche. It'd been easy to go out and buy whatever. It'd been easy to go out and buy a bigger house. Easy to buy that. But I'd have been stressed now. I would have been panicking now. I'd have been crying on the phone to my mates about redundancies I have to make now. Whereas now I'm sat in my decent flat. I've got a decent car. I ain't stressed. And that's, that for me has been the biggest lesson I've learned is that there's been a lot of people, you know, bling, bling in it, you know, going out and splurging for the last 10 years when we had a great economy. And now like the guy with the rice, you know, they're going to be stressed. They're going to be stressed right now, which is why I actually don't know, genuinely speaking, I don't know another business that hasn't, that, that hasn't furloughed staff. I don't know another one. The only business I know that hasn't furloughed anyone is Distract. And I genuinely mean that. Now, the things could change. Next week, I could be like, sorry, boys, I'm going to make furloughs. But as it currently stands at this very second, we furloughed no one. And I don't know another business that has done that. I, I, I want to go you. back to quickly. Um, you said about people who have got cash reserves now to go in and attack. What about people that are like a bit wary of how long this is going to go on for and maybe don't have enough of a capital to do that? Do you, do you think that's something that everyone should be doing or do you think that it's case to case? You've got to assess your current business operations and how much you're making or losing during this period of time. Cash flow it through. Cash flow for six months. You know, we, we did a we did a three stage plan. We did a worst case scenario, um, what we think is going to happen, and best case scenario. Um, currently, as it stands, it's best it's it's average case scenario what we thought, but it could fall into worst case scenario. If I'm being honest with you, um, depends on how the next few months go. Um, but in in we've got an action plan for every single one of those areas. So we sit there and we go, right, if, if we hit this point, this is now worst case scenario. This is our game plan to make that happen. So I think the most important thing for anyone to do right now is to simulate through processes that could happen, simulate through decisions. So if this happens, I do this. If this happens, I do this. Uh, at the moment, we're in a position where it's, okay, we're here. We're happy to continue doing these investments here. But if it drops to here, we have to start thinking about those investments there because we have to protect the mothership. So we have to make sure that distract still gets the love and attention, make sure the cash reserves are still looked after. Um, which is crazy because I, you know, I was on a, I mean, I was, I was on a call 
at the beginning of the week about investing a significant sum of money in a business that needs the cash now. And I got our accountant and our finance people on the phone and we went through it and we ran the simulations, right? We ran the simulations of like, what would happen to this business if we put this considerable amount of money into this business right now? And the reality was, if this ordeal happened for another three months, the business would go bust. So you sit there and go, what's the likelihood of this going over three months? Because if it goes over three months, the money I put in is just worth, it's not even worth putting in. I might as well have just got a lighter and just burn it. And the reality was we came off that call and we thought it might only last three months, but the recovery of the three months after that isn't going to be back to 100%, is it? It's going to be maybe back to 75%. And at that point, you're still going to go bust. So, so everyone should be running these, these cash flows, these action plans for their business before they make any other moves. You know, is the mothership fine? Can you increase the marketing spend within your main business first? And then how much money have you got to play, play with? I've made some emails and phone call conversations with people I know that have got some good cash reserves right now and basically said, look, how much could you invest tomorrow if I rang you up with a, an offer? And I've basically sourced through five, six people a big chunk of money. And what that means is if I get something on the table, which you know, is bigger than what I can do right now, I can call up five other people, get five times as much, and then I can play big. So it, it, it might be the opportunity for anyone else at home thinking, you know, maybe what we do is you know, maybe we haven't got a huge chunk to invest right now, but maybe I can be the DJ in that. Maybe I can be getting the deals in, you know, look at them, getting their accountants, look at them, value it, put the plan in place, and then go, right, there's four people I know who combined have 400 grand and they can go in and invest it for me. And I can take, you know, a 5%, you know, bring it to the table fee or whatever. I don't know how people would spin it, but there's always that options as well. Um, but for me, I think if you've got a solid, solid business right now, and if you're still profitable, I would debate making some big boy moves because I think this is the time, you know, we always talk about like recessions and we always talk about the housing boom. And we always talk about these things. And, you know, for years and years and years, I spoke a lot about, you know, the, they called it the boomers, didn't they? They made all their money in the property world. And then there was the rumor that the millennial would make it all through Bitcoin. You know, this debate to be said that, you know, after the coronavirus outbreak, there could be a whole boom in itself. There, there's a rumor to be, there's a, there's a theory to be said that, you know, the economy's taken a 25% dip on you know, for the stock market. Some businesses have gone from revenues of, you know, 100K to zero in like a day. I mean, this is genuine what's happening around the place. Restaurants are short, places are going bust. There's a rumor to be said if you tee yourself up well, if you, made some good plans and good theories, you could come out as a really good guy. I mean, we've got, we invested, as everyone knows, into a recruitment firm that goes live in April of 13. Now, let me tell you now, the worst time to start a recruitment firm is now, right? Think about it. It's now. It's an awful time to start a recruitment firm. Here's my, so that's my negative outlook. My, my glass hour half empty is what a pathetic time to open a recruitment firm. Our positive outlook goes, every single recruitment firm has been battered for three months. They, they have been absolutely bad. They probably have to make redundancies, further people, they've been battered. Their cash reserves will be low. They're going to be in a bad place. I'm thinking, well, I'm a new coin in the market right now. I've got cash reserves going in. I've got a new, I've got a new recruitment firm. This is my opportunity to take market share. They ain't ready for it. They've been battered. They've been on the floor, been on the knees. I've now got the chance to come through and take market share. So I think there's a positive and a negative to every single angle. And I think that even with our new businesses, you know, you could say it's the worst time to launch or you could look at it and go, actually, it's the best time to launch. The market's battered. You know, they're going to have no passion, no enthusiasm, no drive for this. 
And if you can come in with some drive and passion, you, you could take up market share. And, you know, it's, it's a crazy, crazy time for everyone involved. And I just think that, that brands need to make sure, first of all, make sure your ship's right in sailing or you've done right there. But then definitely look around. Definitely, definitely look around for some opportunity because this is the time. This is when kings are made. How long have we been on this podcast for? Do you know? I have no idea. I was just trying to work that out, to be honest. Uh, I, don't want to, I don't want to cut out halfway through. Yeah. It's been at least half an hour, I'm going to say. Okay. Well, I mean, the other thing I wanted to discuss on this was the house party. Um, but like, what do they call it? House, how, what do they call it? They're calling it a... Um, let me find out. But anyone, everyone knows what house party is, I assume. If you don't, it's basically a new app where everyone can go into a room together and talk on FaceTime, essentially. Um, you can do some funny games and stuff. It's like a nice little community, um, new community app. And um, back end of last week, everyone got it. Like everyone downloaded it. It was crazy. Like all my friends were like sending me invites. It was, mad- it was madness. And then like four days later, um, there was a rumor that came out that they were selling data. They were basically you know, har- data harvesting and selling it off to bigger brands. Um, so everyone's like deleting it. And I was telling Sam before this podcast, like, my friends list literally halved because of some people who deleted it. It was a massive scare story. Um, and then yesterday they put out this. We are investigating indications that the recent hacking rumors were spread by a paid commercial smear campaign to harm house party. We are offering a million dollars bounty for the first individual to prove the campaign. So basically what they're saying is someone set us up here. Someone's teed us up to try and destroy our business. that has been booming over the last few months. And anyone who finds out who did it gets a million quid. I have never seen anything like this before in my life. A brand going, we'll give you a million quid if you can find out who did this. Now, just so everyone understands who owns House Party, House Party is owned by Epic Games. The same people behind Fortnite, etc. They bought it for, I'm going to say a billion. It was a lot. It was a lot of money. Maybe 1.7 billion. I can't remember. It was a lot of money. Um, and they're worth about 2 billion now, the rumor is. So they, they, these, these boys are, they are, yeah, they've got cash. Right, and and now is the time where they're booming. They're going through the growth curve, and some twats come in and gone right and try to stop it. And you've got to think. I mean, you know, people who are going to be in a position to lose from house party, people like Facebook, people like Snapchat, people like Instagram, because you know, taking attention away from that. Uh, people like Apple with FaceTime, like if we're using FaceTime, using house party. These are all brands that will be directly affected by the growth. I personally believe the biggest. Um, losers to this is Snapchat. I think Snapchat is the one that's lost the most. It's a very similar app, uh, very similar demographic. Um, or, or you could even debate, actually, now I'm talking this through, TikTok is obviously owned by uh, the essentially Chinese government. I mean, essentially TikTok is owned by a company that own all the social networks in China, um, which essentially has got a weird connection with the Chinese government. It's really weird. You look, everyone should look into this. But they, TikTok is also a platform that will be struggling from it because obviously TikTok had great growth. Houseparty's got great growth. What's happening to the time on TikTok with Houseparty coming through? So you've got to think, you know, who's, been, who's been affected by this? Who would, who'd want to run a commercial smear campaign? Now, I'll tell you, I reckon Houseparty know who they think has done it. They'll know who's done it. But the thing they won't have is the proof to sue them. And if someone can team up the proof to sue them, they ain't talking millions here. This will be a big payout. be a drop in the ocean. And no doubt they've got some ethical hackers they're paying, you know, 60, 70 grand a year to figure it out for them. But just literally right now, right this very second, by putting a million quid on the table, they've got every single ethical hacker in the world working for them. So I think we'll find this out over the next coming months about what's actually happened here. But you need to remember, you've got basically the world in lockdown. 
right? A lot of people not working. And every single hacker in the planet is going to be like, I can sit at home during lockdown and find out who did this and maybe get a million pound payout. So it's, that's an interesting one to keep your eyes on and just to see what's going on. I think it's fascinating to see what's happening there. Um, and yeah, if, we, if we're over half an hour now, I'm going to wrap it up. I don't know how long, I have no idea how long we're going for. But I think we are about half an hour. So yeah, so thank you everyone for listening. I really, really appreciate it. I'm doing some Zoom calls right now with people who just want some uh, questions and answers to get through this difficult time. So if you want to get on a Zoom call, hit me up on Instagram um, or email me, peter at distract.co.uk. And we'll get a call set up where I can just kind of just give you some advice. And they will be recorded because Sam will probably edit them afterwards. Uh, but as always, thank you for listening and stay safe.